You're listening to the Loud Thumbs Podcast. Get ready for games, entertainment, and adult beverages. Around here, we only have three rules. Game on, volume up, and stay loud. Hosted by your stout savoring super fan, Nick, and his IPA-inspired co-host, Josh. Time to get loud. What's up, everybody, and welcome to the Loud Thumbs Podcast, your place for news, reviews, games, and brews. I'm one of your hosts, Nick. And I'm your other other host, Josh. And so ready. So ready for podcast night. Yeah, some some brews and some games. Let's talk. Hell yes. Uh, On this episode, we are going to have a good conversation about the video game services that are out there, the subscription services we all maybe know and love, maybe not. Um, We're going to chat about those and what we (laughs) feel about them (laughs) and uh, kind of our overall thoughts. Uh, We also got the loud crowd to chime in and we'll bring up their stuff as well and just get a good conversation going. So that's going to be fun. A couple quick, quick things. Uh, YouTube is growing for us. So we we absolutely appreciate everybody's, you know, experience, yeah. you know, with the show on YouTube and and giving us any sort of feedbacks and comments. Uh, we uh, we definitely use that to our advantage. And hopefully you guys see that. Uh, one thing that I'm really trying to see if we can get some help with is just if you're watching us on YouTube or if you just tuned in real quick to say, oh, hey, guys, what's up? Just hit the old like button for us. Just hit the thumbs up. It just kind of helps that algorithm yeah. do a little bit of work on its own. And we don't have to do it for it. <laughs> <laughs> so you guys are visiting. You guys are watching. Uh, we really, really appreciate that. And if you Absolutely. just take a second to hit that like button for us and help us out and help us build the channel, that's a that's a big deal. And that would be that'd be much, much appreciated. Um, I think that's it as far as uh, a little bit of cleanup I wanted to mention in there. I do want to get to a listener email that came in before we uh, move on too much further. But before we get into the email, we're going to crack a brew and have something to sip yeah. on while we chat. What do you got this week, buddy? Uh, I I didn't intend to pick this up. I actually had one I had in mind that I had uh, late last week that I'm like, oh, man, this is good. I'm going to bring it to the pod. Uh, but the, the, the box just intrigued me. <laughs> this is from Founders. It's four giants in the haze of destiny which how do, how do you not <laughs> buy oh, a can that looks like this that's it's, great and that glare is atrocious but uh just like a bunch of giants with what like goofy art nice some, like conan Sunglasses the barbarian sort of like <laughs> art on there and the one dude I swinging around a morning IPAs. star or something looks like he's got like a <laughs> whirlwind like he's swinging a morning star around yeah it is <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's just some crazy art and uh i I couldn't ignore it four giants and the haze of destiny uh the the haze of destiny part got me the crack up and that's exactly why i bought it yeah that's great that's awesome yeah it's like it's like some tim schaefer artwork from you know some of his other games i've seen and played which he's the psychonauts guy but before that he had a lot of really cool uh just cartoon artwork like that oh very good yeah it's also really good beer like i haven't had much from founders 
usually a lot of their art is like a little like uninspired and you can you can't see them everywhere so they're a little big of a brand and usually i try to i try to aim for like local breweries and stuff sure but this is good this is like it's doesn't not as tart as a lot of uh hazies i've had but okay it's got some of that in there and being an imperial it's a little bit heavier in its flavors oh yeah, yeah. uh i definitely recommend that's good Right on. Yeah. Well, I love me a hazy. That's for sure. That's another one. Hazies and sours. I really enjoy as well. Ooh, um, through there and they're lovely. Well, there you go. Hey, man, it's a winner for you then for sure. No doubt. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, the one I brought on today is called Tropicannon. This is a pineapple IPA. Uh, so I'm I'm swerving into oh, your lane today, buddy. Okay. <laughs> with, well, with the pineapple should help you uh, choke it down if it's too happy. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And pine <laughs> pineapples, a, a, a family favorite. So uh, fun fact, I have a tattoo of a pineapple. Um, so, yes. Um, but yes, this is from Heavy Seas Beer. And it just says our twist on a fan favorite uh, fits perfectly right there right away. Tropicannon pineapple is perfectly sweet and slightly tart. The unexpectedly bold tropical flavors of a Tropicannon pineapple will set you adrift in a tropical paradise. And, you know, just a 7.25 beer, nothing too crazy. But pineapple, pretty much anything, oh, I got to at least check it that's, out. That's kind of up there. It's a little up there for an IPA. Um, not not I, out of the realm of possibility. Not, but... Yeah, not not crazy. But, uh, yeah. yeah, typically you're going to be a little bit lower. Ooh, nice gold color. That's excellent. It's got a great color. Okay. I feel like the sweetness was me would mellow out the hops like a good bit. If it's sweet. Ooh, funky. Okay. I actually can taste pineapple in it, so that's good. Um, yep. <laughs> that's it is... what you always hope for. When the flip the flavor beers, you can taste the flavor. Doesn't always happen. Yeah, because well, it does not always happen. Exactly. So <laughs> I'm always happy when it does. Yeah, it, it definitely... Oh, that's wild, Josh. That is wild. Does it, um, does it like transform for you? Paint me a taste journey, Nick. Yeah, man. So uh, it's very light. So it's not a heavy beer. And it is immediately you taste IPA. And it's it's good. It's just a nice bitter, nothing too crazy, nothing sour. Okay. I wouldn't call it level. Yeah. Yep. I wouldn't call it sweet either. Uh, which is why I think this would be right up your alley. But as you're drinking it right in the midst of the drink, probably 25, 30% in, you're like, oh, I get a little bit of that. I, I, I taste something. Oh, interesting. And then as you let it sit and rest and start working, it literally right now, I feel like I just ate like a couple slices of fresh pineapple. No joke. Like I can taste it. Like That's everything fantastic. about it. Everything about it I can taste as as if i was eating a pineapple a minute ago dude those are beers that try to kind of like transform on you like that uh are a lot of fun to drink because it almost yeah. like you maybe it doesn't it like mixes in the middle and then it ends with the thing yeah uh, yeah it's, it's like you're getting a couple different drinks in each taste which is kind of fun that's wild dude it's so wild like even like not even like you just close your mouth and you know you're just breathing through your nose just not really taste anything it still has the essence of pineapple like you've you've been eating fruit but it does not taste like fruit 
in one bit. Like it's just after the fact and that one little bit in the middle there that you can kind of sense that's different. Damn. Like that, that's one they of the most, it. yeah, that's one of the most like on point, like not crazy, uh, IPAs I've had. Honestly, this is uh really good. That that's one I would love to, I would love to hear what you think about it too. Sometime if we find it together. <laughs> oh, hell yeah. Yeah. I'd definitely be in. Absolutely. All right, man. I'm looking forward to sipping on that. Uh, first, we're going to get some uh, email out of the way here. We have uh, Brian, one of our Patreon subscribers. Brian, great guy, friend of the show. Hell yeah. He uh, he sends in an email. We got to do some clarification here. So we're, we're getting a clarification email. Have to make sure I read these. And we had a review we put out of Stray uh, a couple weeks ago. We did an episode. Uh, both of us played it, kind of. I finished it. We discussed it, and there was there was a moment in there where you know what? Hey, my daughter says it's a it's a girl cat. I mean, it's it. It's it. It's said and done. She. It's a girl. We're done. Well, yep. well, we got to do some clarifying now. So, dear loud thumbs, long time listener, first time caller. I have met still Nick's daughter. A lie. He, he still lies every time he lies. <laughs> so we don't know what to take from this guy. But for for fresh listeners, Brian is a long time listener. <laughs> he is. He is. He is a long time listener. He says, I have met Nick's daughter. And while she is a nice enough person and still full of hope and dreams. She's eight years old, by the way, guys. She is incorrect regarding the gender of the main feline character in Stray. Let me give you some of my credentials. I have a master's degree in animal <laughs> sciences from a major Big Ten university, which included plenty of genetic coursework. I have worked as a vet at a vet clinic for a little more than a decade and even uh, was a zookeeper for a brief period of time. Orange cats are rarely, rarely, rarely female. <laughs> The genes that carry the trait for the orange fur is almost always carried by the Y chromosome, which is the male chromosome. She is wrong and should be told as such. <laughs> <laughs> well, he said rare. He didn't say impossible. Right. Not impossible. Just rare. It's rare. This could be the one and only. Who knows? And then to end it off, he says, also, I still enjoy the show regardless of Josh's continued presence. I typically fast forward through his bits. All the best, Brian from Kalamazoo. <laughs> is this because I still haven't watched South Park? Is, is that why? <laughs> it could very well be, sir. Could very well. And you, and you just gave me more ammo because you told him I, you still haven't watched it. I did. That's fine. <laughs> I can take it. I can handle it. I ain't scared of you, Brian. Ooh, we ain't scared, man. That's the fighting words. <laughs> Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Or now we're going to get another rebuttal email. I just, I'm feeling it. <laughs> I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> so I had to clarify to the audience out there. Maybe, maybe the cat wasn't female, but uh, you know what? To my daughter, that's it. I'm going to let her, I'm going to let her live it. That's That's it. You know, we're going to be a sequel. It's going to be that one and only, you know, female orange or, you know, orange-ish uh, cat. Done. That's it. It has, has to be that way. You know, I got to be a good dad. I got to give I got to give her hope. Really rare, but not impossible. Rare, but not impossible. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> good stuff. Good stuff. We always appreciate a, a, a fun email from the listeners. And uh, yeah, Brian, Brian's always good for one of those. So that was a good time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
<laughs> Good stuff. All right. Well, hey, we're going to start off again here. After we crack a beer and have a fun email, we're going to talk some. What have we been gaming? What have we been playing? What have you been doing over there, man? So I, I have been just more Spider-Man because now mm-hmm. I'm in love with the series. Uh, I did beat Miles Morales. Super good. Really liked it. Miles is a great character. There was some uh, early game plot twist I didn't see coming. Um, overall, it's just it's not as long as the first game. True. Not 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 by a lot, which is fine. Uh, if you're looking for a more truncated experience between the two games, start with Miles Morales and you love it. Um, Spider-Man doesn't feel old in the slightest. Uh, still play that game. Really liked it. Um, yeah, the Venom powers are like are are really unique. Um, I did miss a lot of gadgets, but I feel like uh, the Venom powers filled the gaps I was missing and, and some of the functions that they served. Uh, mm-hmm. So it was a little bit a little bit give and take. But uh, man, I don't know. Overall, it just really good. I really liked the uh, the app mechanics in, in the game where with the phone, friend, yeah, with the friendly spider, the friendly neighborhood app. Yeah. I actually really like that because you could choose then to go fight a crime. You don't have to wait for one to come happen, which they do spawn on the map still like normal, but you could like choose to go do things instead um, if you were bored and you want like a side mission, uh, which I thought that was a really great feature. Um, nice like quality of life. Like ah, I played like four hours of story. Let's go fuck around for a couple hours. Right. Right. And that was a really, really great option to do that. Beat it. Really like the ending. I didn't think it was quite as strong as the first games, but Still, like, no slouch at all. Still great storytelling. Uh, yeah, it was killer. And then I went right back to regular Spider-Man to play the DLC, and the DLC has been really fun. Uh, the Black D- the Black Cat DLC um, was really good. I really enjoyed her character. Yeah. Uh, I don't know how <laughs> Mary Jane put up with any more of that than she did. <laughs> Black Cat's overt. Like, her and Pete had a thing, and it wasn't subtle. Not uh, at all. <laughs> <laughs> there was lots of innuendo. Uh-huh. Uh, but she, she was she wasn't just like some like overt like sex character. She had like good character development. Oh yeah, uh, nothing like that. There's some like really good like subtle uh writing. Like there's a moment to where she hops over a bar and she's looking for something to drink, but instead of passing over things like a cat, she starts knocking them off until she finds what she wants. Mm-hmm. They're just subtle. They didn't they weren't like she wasn't like smacking them off or anything she just tip them over and then it kind of hit me when she picked i'm like oh like a cat and yeah so there's like some really good clever writing so the entirety of the spider-man games are all well written and it's it's made me quite pleased yeah yeah very good yeah and and to speak on what you were saying about you know the length of the games yeah completionist playthrough of of your copy uh with you know all of the dlc is 42 hours and then mm-hmm. a completionist mm-hmm. of Miles Morales is 18. So, yeah, you're looking at a little over double. So, yeah, it is. Yeah. Like you said, it's a very truncated sort of experience with Miles. Yeah. Yeah, I think even base game to base game, I think the uh, first game is a little longer still. Um, but yeah, main story is any... 18 versus seven. Yeah, just main story is 18. That's why it felt so much shorter. OK, yeah. OK, that that checks out. Um, Still fully worth playing, though, like. Like, go uh, buy the game. Yeah. Um, yeah. Miles' character. I I think the only reason maybe I find him like a little bit less relatable is because 
now there's a significant age gap between me and Miles's character, whereas there isn't for me and Peter Parker. Yeah, uh, it's a lot of things in his mannerisms, like I relate to way more. Uh, oh sure, yeah. I, I did find Miles to be like a thoroughly like relatable character overall. Like he's a kid tossed into a superhero situation and plays the part very very well. Yeah, yeah, that's always like a factor in you know connection, right? Like mm-hmm, how far mm-hmm. apart you are in anything can definitely create that disconnect. Um, yeah, yeah. I guess I, for I, reference, I'm I'm 30, and I think uh, I don't remember if they say how old peter is but he seems to be the late 20s ish yes being being spider-man for eight to ten years they make you think um starting Uh, when he was 16 or 17 i would imagine so yeah throwing throwing him on the late 20s would be about right yeah yeah just about yep makes sense makes total sense uh I, i would agree with you um i did think for as short of the story was four miles it was super good like it it's sometimes oh, the difficult so strong right yeah. right it's it's sometimes super difficult to to make that kind of a story happen in such short amount of time and i i just love the concise well thought out you know story it had like it was just like oh yeah this is great yeah and i guess it's a really good point because i felt like the game was short not that the story was short true like, yeah, I, didn't, yeah. I didn't complete the storyline and be like that was it Right. The rest, you know, <laughs> I felt like it was like a good start to end sequence with a really well written storyline. Yeah. So I guess I didn't realize that to you kind of put it that way to where I didn't feel I felt like the game was short, shorter just because I came right off Spider-Man. So, uh, of course, that's my comparison. But I didn't feel like the story was like cut short, incomplete. Uh, oh, yeah. You know, crunched anything like that. It was all very well paced. Yep, absolutely agree on that. I I loved them all. I think they're great. Like overall, like what what you have is the best way to get Spider Man. I mean, you have them all in like is it on one disc or how how did it come? It is. Uh, I have the disc, and then it came with a download code for Spider Man Remastered. Oh, great! Yeah, so if you so find that version, best way to play it. Yeah, because you get all of it there. So you can sit down and get a over 50 hour experience with an amazing mm-hmm. story. And, you know, if you want to complete it, you can go to 60 hours if you wanted, you know. Um, yeah. And Miles, storyline starts in Spider-Man. The right. first game. Yeah. yeah. And then you know, I'm not going to, of course, give anything else away. Go play the game. Oh, um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, his entire char- uh, character arc is starts in the first game. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely amazing. I can't wait for the next one. Um, We talked about it a little bit on our news episode uh, that you guys hopefully tuned into on Friday, but looking for some multiplayer in that would be so much fun. I can't even think about how fun that would be. I want to have a swinging race so bad to see who can make it from point A to point B. Not even a path, just who can jump off like rooftops and swing through the city the fastest. Yeah, so much fun. I want to I want a game mode in it where when you play, whoever wins gets to gets to pick their quip. You know what I mean? Like I get to pick my quip first. Like I get to like I get to kind of roast you or something. That would be so fun. (laughs) Oh, those two characters would do that, too. They would. Yes. Peter's already good at the quips. Yeah, it fits so good to the to the whole, you know, universe and the stories, storytelling they're doing. Yes. Oh. So much fun. We can only, we can hope only hope. next game. Oh, damn. Same thing. Same time. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes, we can only hope, man. I, I really want that to happen. So we'll see what happens. Oh, we, have, 
we still don't know when it's coming out, but uh, I need it though. Need yeah, it absolutely. <laughs> but Nick, what have you been gaming, man? Man, I have been. Um, well, you know what? Before I get into that, I got to bring my one thing from the retro road trip. I got to show. Do it. Um, do it. So I have. Uh, I have never seen this before. It's an amiibo. Um, and it is WarioWare himself, like Wario as WarioWare character. So he's wearing his helmet and everything. Normally it's just Wario as Wario, like from Smash. Yeah. And uh, yeah, found this one and uh, we had to pick it up because we're big WarioWare fans here in the house. But anyway, he, he's super cool. And he's going to stay in the box for right now anyhow, but that's pretty neat. Um, Hell yeah. Still haven't seen him anywhere else either. The one place we found him, that was it. And all the places we went, like 16 or 17 places, I only saw him one time. So I was like, okay, I got to get him. So that that was kind yeah. of a fun fun little yeah. pickup. The kids thought that was pretty neat too. Um, as far as what I've been playing though, um, I obviously Steam Deck is kind of controlling a lot of my life here lately. Uh, I've been really, really enjoying it. <laughs> Naturally. Yes, Naturally. yes. And I have been playing... Um, some of the games that I have picked up here on the retro road trip, I've been emulating on that so that I can kind of play around with the emulation system and how it works and kind of the full functionality of it. And the one I'm playing through right now, I'm just going to complete again for nostalgic purposes is GoldenEye. So nice. the cool thing about the Steam Deck and the way that it sets up everything for emulation is it allows you to modify the control scheme almost any way you want based off of the games oh, okay. already already like standard controls it'll only let you go so far obviously so i have goldeneye sure, sure. in the most current form of playability that you can make it do and make it feel meaning that like i have you know the right trigger as my fire and i have you know the the left stick is my full movement you know as far as everything goes yeah the, you can do strafing with the right stick and things like that as well but um, it doesn't work exactly right because the 64 controller only had one stick. So that kind of changes up how you control yep. stuff. But um, I have it almost perfect. The only thing that I cannot fix is when you aim uh, auto, you know, manually, autom not automatically aiming, but when you manually aim, it's still inverted, which I can't do inverted. I, I hate inverted uh... controls. Dude, um, I can't do it. I've tried. Yeah, I can do it. And I'm if I'm flying in a plane, which is it makes sense to my brain. You know, if I want to go up, I pull okay. back, you know, because my whole body's going to lean back. But for some reason, when I'm <laughs> OK, yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, but for some reason, when I'm thinking of like moving a person's head, like I want to push up to look up. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, it makes total sense. Yeah. So I have one of those left brain, right thing, right brain things going on with that. But I am like, I think I'm on like seven, chapter seven. I think there's only nine in the game, maybe 10. And I'm almost through it. I am thoroughly enjoying this like way more than I thought I would. Um, when we went on and played the game and talked about it on the other podcast a few months back uh, with uh, Holden, I played it with the 64 controller and Okay. Oh man. Yeah. Oh man. Talk about like you mentioned it was pretty rough. It was rough yeah. as a nightmare almost. You know, I was like, man, how did I do this when I was, you know, 15, 16 years old? I have no idea. And uh being able to like put that thing on the Steam Deck and tweak the controls pretty much any way I want, other than that one little piece that I can't change, which I don't have to use very often, only if I'm like precise targeting, which is not very often in this game. Let's be honest, it's a run and gun game. You can literally just go nuts. <laughs> um sure. it's a 
it's so much fun, man. It's such a blast from the past. And it just, it gets me itching more for that like remaster that potentially might be coming, but this is filling the void for right now. And I'm, I'm really, really uh, enjoying my playthrough with, uh, with golden. I going to finish that up and just call it done again and maybe do it again later on. But th this thing is, it, it's so cool. The, the software I'm using for it is a uh, retro arch software. So it's a, uh, it's an emulation software. Okay. Okay. And it, it has save states built in. It has achievements that I have set up as well. It's just super okay. cool. And it uh, there is a uh, retroachievements.org that you can visit and you can set up your own like retro achievements through this website. You can Dude, tell it what games are in your cool. category and everything. Yeah, it's very cool. And then there's just an online community and you can you can do leaderboards with that online community who's on there similar to Xbox Live or PlayStation. And you can just have fun, meet people that way, chat, you know, say hey or whatever. Oh, I think it's yeah. pretty cool. Uh, so, yeah, you, <laughs> it is you, really cool. You beat a level and it pops an achievement and tells you and like automatically you can save your states and auto load your game when you load back in. It, it's just a super neat uh setup the whole thing is it takes a little tweaking but nothing that i don't think any normal average joe could do i think it's just pretty doable sure sure i'm one of them guys if yeah, i can do it I mean, you can do it you know <laughs> <laughs> i steam deck seemed very user friendly so I, I am not surprised it's pretty easy to accomplish yeah Man, it's it, it, uh so cool i, I kind of makes me wonder what other games could be improved with a better control scheme right yeah just, easier more intuitive things to do with it like how many other games could like retro style games could you improve yeah and this thing kind of lets you do them all and it even has a community that you can download other people's edited layouts as long as they make the layout and then upload oh. it to the server and you go in you're like oh hey like somebody already has a layout made for this game cool i'm just going to download it and it's like kilobytes oh, big you know it's no dude. big deal Download yeah. it and activate it. Like it's like two button presses, and now you're using that button layout. I had to use it on one recently. I've been I've been doing one that I'll I'll just hint I'm working on in my next game of the decade. I, I won't say what that is. We'll just wait until my turn. But um, <laughs> you know, so I'm playing that right now, and I'm like, what what's going on here? Like the buttons were just they were all set up for web browser, and it didn't have anything set up for me to play it with a control pad. And yeah, somebody had one set up already and I didn't have to do okay. all the legwork. I'm like, oh, appreciate it. And then you can you can download it and then like it and then they'll get like a little cred for it. You know, like that's pretty cool. Nice. Hell yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I did do a little bit more with um, Mario Kart Double Dash. That's another one I have for my GameCube. And I have to say, man, like that game, I don't know how this emulation software is running because this is running through the dolphin emulator that I'm using it for, for all the GameCube stuff. Um, okay. Somebody has done an, a massive amount of coding for visuals on that particular emulator because I, I have, I have my steam deck currently hooked up to my, the same TV I have my GameCube hooked up to so that I can kind of do visual differences and check them out. And oh Yeah. On top of the fact that it will it will give me a widescreen view without making things look super stretched and gross, which is really cool. Nice. It does the right? extra rendering. Okay. Yeah, exactly. It is the cleanest, most clear, vibrant colors of any Mario Kart Double Dash I've ever seen. Period. Bar none. 
It is absolutely the, mind-boggling. Even from the factory, the OEM game. Yeah, like I can swap my my uh, inputs over and just see the GameCube playing, and then swap right back over just to like the load screen, you know. And it yeah. is like night and day difference because I'm getting a 1080p up-res output from my Steam Deck, and the most I can get, even if I wanted to try super hard and buy extra stuff for my GameCube would be like a 480i interlaced or 480p for progressive scan. And it's like, man, this is insane. Like you, you don't know like the difference until you see it. You're like, it looks so good and it plays so good on the GameCube. And you know, it's fun playing with the wave birds and everything, but I'm like, Uh I'm just going to yank the ROM off of this thing and throw it on my steam deck and take a look at it. And that thing loads up. I mean, the audio is amazing, but the visuals like immediately hit you, like how colorful everything is. The lines are super clean and you're like, wow, this is insane. And I just recently got to playing with that because I couldn't get multiplayer working. And I'm like, what? I'm all I'm doing is Bluetoothing a Xbox controller to my Steam Deck while it's docked. Sure. I have multiple Xbox controllers. I can do that and I can swap between Xbox and Steam Deck real easily. And it no matter what I try, it would recognize the other controller, but never function in game. And I finally got into the uh, the Dolphins setting systems and played around in there a little bit. and was able to find the configuration that just was not really buried, but just wasn't really shown to you right away. Played around with the settings a little bit, saved my configuration, popped back out and started working me and my son high-fived we played mario kart double dash for a couple hours (laughs) (laughs) hell yeah man hell yeah and and that super clean glory it was it was a blast we played uh baby mario's track the uh the really i don't know if you remember it but it's a really short egg-shaped track that you do seven laps on and it is a blast yeah it's it's on eight i know what the one you're talking about and it's a little bit chaos because it's so small (laughs) It's it so was small. a lot of fun though. My wife hates that track. I love oh, it. Oh, so fun. I love it. Yeah. You just got to get your turns down. That's all. You got to get that turn yeah. down. Get the drift. Yes, that's it. When somebody gets a chain chomp, you're fucked though, just so you know. <laughs> oh my God. You would murder with a chain chomp on that. Yeah. Yeah. He kept getting the chain chomp and it like crossed the track. I'm like, that's not fair. You can't do that. <laughs> it gave you two lunges and he's in first place. Yes, exactly. But man, it was yeah. blast. It it runs so good. The the Steam Deck is is an emulation dream. It has been so good to me. I can't wait to put more and more of my stuff I find on our retro road trips and the current things I have that I have yet to put on it so far. But it's a, a blast. Hell yeah, man. Uh it sounds more and more like an like an incredible value. It really is, man. I mean, I have the buy... middle version and I cannot. I cannot say enough. That's that's an amazing device. Because you can buy like like stock, like emulator, like old old school stuff for like 100, 150 bucks, 200 dollars up up to that. And you pay, you know, a few hundred dollars more. And now you got the latest and greatest and every all the capability you want for all the old stuff. Yeah, and emulation all the way up to PS3 and Xbox 360. So I mean it's nuts. Oh, I mean, yeah. that's yeah, that's pretty legit. Yeah, you're playing like four, three to four generations on some, depending on what consoles, you know, you're enjoying. Um, if it's a Nintendo, I mean, you're playing four consoles worth, including the Switch. You can emulate the Switch on it as well, which I plan to do. Um, oh I, I didn't so, know that was even out. I didn't know yeah. that was a thing. 
Yeah, I have I have the things ready. I just I have to get the ROMs off of my carts so that I can take them with me on the Steam Deck. And it's like, I mean, that's another way that I'm really hoping that I can make it work. Um, if I could do connectivity with with another switch um, and my cart could yeah. be my son's and then I can use my emulated cart, then we can play together, you know, with some stuff without having to buy two copies of everything. Right, right. Oh, dude, that, that's, that's the plan. Crazy. <laughs> right <laughs> it's super super cool uh loving the steam deck i'm sure i'll have weekly updates uh on what i'm doing with it uh currently searching out myself some uh some accessories just got my dock so i'm good on the tv now but i i still want a mouse and keyboard something something travelable right now nothing that i want to set in game with yet but something i want to take with me yeah very nice yeah, I wonder, uh, do you think you'll you'll change your mind on that if you try to do some more modern stuff? I know you've done a lot of old school emulation stuff, but once you get into like some more recent games, you think you'll do mouse and keyboard? There's a chance of that. Um, my son has a current mouse and keyboard set up on his, and I will occasionally go in there and kind of p- piddle around on what he's doing and just see, you know, play some TF2 or a couple other games that he's done, uh, Teardown, which I've mentioned uh, before. I think I talked about it on one of our Patreon episodes. Okay. But, uh, but yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, the dexterity is like totally different for me with mouse and keyboard because mm-hmm. of it just is. just with the buttons on the key, the, you know, the WASD is just mm-hmm. so different, like for me to think about instead of a stick. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, yeah, I, that's really I was fair. really, really good at Counter-Strike and Half-Life back, you know, almost 20 years ago now. So yeah. I don't really see any reason why I couldn't go back and enjoy it. It'd just be... Uh, just a learning curve just like anything else just getting back to it and playing some consistent gaming that way but you know i i see myself eventually being able to play games that are you know strict pc sort of titles on it once uh once you know things open up that way i definitely don't want to put windows on my steam deck or anything like that um yeah so there are some that like i want to play destiny and check it out with mouse and keyboard but it's still blocked out um there is it yeah they're anti-cheat will not play with it Okay. Okay. Destiny for me, it was, I tried it on my PS4 and then I tried it on my PC, which for me, shooters are, it's a, that's a PC platform for me. I've made exceptions right. for like Borderlands and stuff because it's a bunch of fun. Um, You don't have to be like crazy precise all the time, but my preferred method is on PC for shooters. Uh, I feel like those games are born to be on PC and mouse and keyboard just because yeah. your game can be so much more precise. You're not relying on just your thumb, like dexterity, of, like your whole ass arm. Right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> there are some games that are born to be played on controllers. I played through like 99% of Dark Souls 3 on mouse and keyboard. I don't know why. I should have tried to connect literally any controller to it, but I didn't. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but yeah, uh, shooters for uh, at least for me are a whole different ball game on mouse and keyboard. Yeah, and they were for me back then as well. I, I mean, when I'm talking Half Life and Counter Strike, I was still playing Halo, and Halo was not on PC. It was a strict Xbox game back then. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Halo and Halo Two both, and it was one of those like, okay, you know, like I am enjoying this so much. Uh, Half Life Two was just a blast, uh, single player style, and then um, Team Fortress came out a little bit later and played a little bit of that as well. But Counter-Strike was the other big one that my buddies and myself all played uh, at the time. That game and is still big somehow. I don't it's still know. big, man. And that's yeah. 20, 20 and, and plus the years later. Crazy. And really nuts. Yeah. 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 So uh, we'll see what happens. I'm, I'm definitely not ruling it out, 
but uh, I, I'll tell you, the Steam Deck is is absolutely amazing, and and it even with the support from the community and it being a Linux based software system, there's already been just super simple, easy updates that I've done to it. Um, adding GE Proton to it is a big one, um, which that might sound like Greek to a lot of our listeners, but essentially what that is, is it was Greek to me a month ago. That's for sure. It's but, Greek to me now. <laughs> right. So Proton is the backend software that it uses to basically just more or less encrypt, I guess I'd say like which way it writes it to the system to read. So the Proton will okay. send it, it sends it through the deck so that it can understand the software. And if you don't install it, certain games will say unsupported and you'll try to play them and they just won't do anything. It'll literally try and load them and it'll just go black screen and back to the homepage and you're done. They won't do anything. Okay. Okay. It comes with its own Proton software already built in from Valve, but Valve did not have the rights to get Proton versions. They had the rights to this version. You see what I mean? Uh, the, I see. the new versions that are available that you can go in and download under your own will. And, you know, you, you know, you could run into software glitches or, you know, other things can happen, but you install this piece of software that runs in tandem with the steam deck software. There's looks like mm -hmm. nothing changes and games that will say unsupported will run near flawless. And one of those for me was Batman uh, Arkham origins. That was one that was like five bucks. I think uh, our Discord was talking about. It. I'm like, oh my God, five bucks for Batman Arkham Origins. I don't want to stream it because I can play it on PlayStation Plus, which we'll talk about here coming up uh, later in the show. But um, I can stream games on that and it's fine, but streaming is still not as good as just playing it when it's downloaded. And I'm like five yeah. bucks. That's the only Batman game out of the series I've yet to finish because of the streaming issues. Like It was just too glitchy. Things would happen and so on and so forth. Uh, I see. I, I, see. I downloaded it. I did a full test of the system. I'm like, okay, I'm just going to load it and see what happens. And it did not work. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to try just to see what happens with GE Proton, which I already had installed because I had to, I did play around with some Epic games installer and I have that running now as well, which I've mentioned, but, um, yeah, turned on the, the newest version of Proton and the game fired up literally the only thing that happened that didn't even matter was when the game loaded, it was like in the bottom right corner of the, of the screen for like five seconds. Okay. And then it auto expanded itself to fill the whole steam deck screen played flawless oh, after that. Okay. So more or less, That's it was not... just kind of recognizing that it was, yeah. it was downsized and it was like, Oh, I got to auto upsize. So ops upsized back to this full screen. And then, by the time the Batman logo was gone, the game was running exactly like you would imagine. Oh, I, oh no. Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Five seconds of minor, if that inconvenienced. Yeah. And I, that's, I played that's about an game. hour, got through a couple save states. It works great. And I left it on like normal difficulty and things just so I could test like, you know, any sort of latency or, you know, loading issues sure, sure. Be between like trying to dodge and stuff like that all worked great. Like I was not getting hit and my ass kicked like I was in all the other, you know, times I played, <laughs> <laughs> which I'm still going to blame yeah, on streaming. I'm, I'm pretty good at Batman, but I'm, I'm going to blame that on streaming. But yeah, it, it's, it's such a good platform. Um, yeah, it's definitely not going to go anywhere. I'm looking forward to seeing where it comes uh, in the next couple of months by, by Christmas. I can't wait to see what the steam deck is, is doing for me, especially. 
dude it's constantly evolving for you uh it kind of makes me like and i briefly mentioned it before it kind of makes me want one like my laptop is great but it's like six years old i got it my senior year of college um but like it i can tell like oh sometimes uh like i guess for reference De destiny 2 i can run a mech settings mm. but she gets she gets toasty she gets yeah warm. yeah <laughs> so like it uh but man, I don't want to be tempted. I don't know if I should like upgrade and build like build a PC or get like a Steam Deck because there's so much like portability and like all the customization you're doing sounds awesome. And being an engineer, like I already got a bit of a tinkering kind of mind set mindset yeah. to me. And it's oh, Linux, man. man. That's the thing. That's the biggest thing. I I didn't think I would call that a pro, but as a big pro for it, that's a Linux based system. So it's completely open software that you can do anything you want yeah. with. And yeah, and it's like, all been it was... really easy. I knew it was custom, uh, like had a huge amount of customization to it. Um, because it's not as, nearly as locked down as like what like Windows or, or uh, Apple iOS is, right? OS, excuse me. Um, but man, with all the things you're doing, like it seems like the sky is literally the limit. Like it's what it feels like right now. It really does. And I mean, honestly, crazy. man, you can you can throw five dollars down at it. You'll have one by Christmas. That's literally like fifty bucks a month that you got to put back, and it'll be paid for. You know what I mean? Ooh, that timeline is shrunk. Yeah, it's yeah. Christmas now. Like it literally says October to December. If you put down your reserve, your reservation now, it's it will be fulfilled between October and December 2022. Yeah, I did love playing Golden Sun for yeah. just that little bit. Man, I did miss that game too. Spe speaking of that, man, I did start Chrono Trigger on it. Uh, Gavin, oh, one of our okay. listeners, he said, yeah, check it out. I, I threw it out. You know, I was heading heading out on a road trip. I was like, what did everybody playing? And it was like, you should play this. And I'm like, oh, dude, OK, I think I'm going to have to. So so I picked that one up to play. And yeah, um, I'm digging that one. I'm liking that it was like an easy pick up and play sort of game so far. I'm liking it. The story's intriguing. And I'm only like just an hour or two in. And uh it definitely has that, you know, eight bit sprite feel because it's a it's a Super Nintendo game, and uh, it, it's yep, yep. it's fun. It's fun so far. I'm really liking it. So uh, that was a yeah, that was a good toss same, out. As same artist as uh, the Dragon Ball series too, which is really oh okay cool. okay yeah 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 Chrono Chrono Trigger. That's that's another one. That's another one that I've been playing on. Just just kind of nibbing at little things here and there. Just having get my feet wet in all the different emulation that I can do and games I can pick up on Steam is just. It's mind-boggling sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the Steam selection is not small. Uh, speaking of sales, that, yeah, that sales like you were just get. Yep, you just you nailed yeah. it. So speaking of that, I gotta say, I did just pick up the Resident Evil kit that you can get through Humble Bundle. It is absolutely nice. worth it. Nice. Um, it is. They're all Steam Deck compatible too. So if you have a deck out there and you want to grab them, go for it. It was thirty bucks. I got twelve games all in the Resident Evil series. Essentially, you get all of the Resident Evil series from Resident Evil 1, and that's the remastered version you'll get all the way up to Resident Evil 7. Like, all the games that are included in between are there. Ah, uh, okay, okay. And then I'm, I'm not going to use it, but it did come with, like, a coupon for, like, 50% off of Resident Evil 8 uh, or Village. But um, okay. so I, I could have okay. got that for another 30 bucks. So I could have 60 bucks. I could have got all 13 games. But I'm like, man, I got so much to play already. And I wanted those because I wanted to be able to play those, um, yeah. you know, on the go, you know, be able to take them places. Sure. Play them. Can't do yeah. that on the switch. You know, I still can't do that. Nope. It doesn't run De that kind of stuff. Definitely <laughs> not. 
no, <laughs> not even close. So yeah, I'm I'm uh I'm undertaking a lot. I gotta I gotta put the brakes on when it comes to buying games. Though there's so good deals on there, it's so dumb, <laughs> so dumb. You steal uh, Steam sales are silly. So they really are. They really yeah. are. And Humble Bundle, it just makes it worse. I mean, it's a great thing, but it makes it worse. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but also that did go to another great. Oh, yeah, it went to another Ukraine fund for the war. Uh, you know, that's happening. Fantastic. And, yeah. it, you know, just on top of that, I was like, OK, I, you know, I'm behind all that. I got to help there, too. So I I'll play them later. You know what? It was like it was only like a dollar or so a game. I couldn't like, it was like a little over a dollar <laughs> 50 or something. I figured up, but still it was, yeah, come on, come on. Can't beat it, man. Can't beat you it. You can't, you can't. Well, but speaking of games, we're going to get into talking about some of our PlayStation, Xbox game pass, Nintendo online. We got a lot of gaming services out there that we subscribe to. And we kind of want to chat about them. We've given us some time to get our, you know, hands in all of them right josh i mean ps plus is pretty new still yeah it is still pretty new only a couple months in right only a couple months and it started in june 17th i think was the launch of it so we're right about two months early to mid june yeah yeah and uh you know just as fate would have it they've kind of given us a a big story to kind of go with like this was not planned out to do because you know playstation has been um, in the news about trying to stop video games from getting on Game Pass by paying the developers to not put it on Game Pass. So, oh, you know, it's oh, like, no. it's I don't I don't. Yeah, I don't like that. But come on, Sony, like li- live on some morals. I get it, uh, but but uh, yeah, it's like. It, it it's just bad for business. I mean, they they probably don't think so, but like it, it ruins an image that you you've spent a long time working on um yeah it, it, i i don't like it i we'll see what happens i mean you remember when we reported and talked uh, a little while back about how um epic games and apple were having like a lawsuit going on because they wouldn't let their games yeah, their, yeah. yeah. and a lot of stuff came out that sony was like the one not playing ball too well like hey you're gonna pay a little bit of this to us because you know we're sony yeah. and Epic was paying it. Uh, it uh-huh. kind of falls into that realm. These are similar things we've been seeing. Um, but yeah, it just, as it would happen, that's happening right now. And we're, we're going to talk about some services. So that, that kind of, that kind of goes in with the conversation a little bit as well, but yeah, it's just an unfortunate thing, but there are plenty of articles out there if you guys want to check them out. But one of the main ones is just Microsoft claims that Sony is keeping game pass games, uh, off of Game Pass by paying developers blocking rights is what they call it. It's just bad. Mm. Not yeah. a good sign. Not a good sign, guys. Uh, it, you know, like they, they say competition, you know, breeds excellence, you know, breeds better competition, you know, that, you know, everything. Yeah. And yeah, it just almost feels like the wallet's being used to try and get that excellence instead of actually going out and working for yeah. it. Yeah. And I get it if you're under the Sony umbrella, but I mean, I guess if they owned the developer, they wouldn't have to pay them to not like put the game on Game Pass. But I don't know. That's just I don't know. It doesn't doesn't really sit too well, to be honest. Agreed. Absolutely the same. But we're going to talk about it here and we, we kind of just going to give our opinions. We're going to talk about the loud crowd and kind of what they prefer as well. We'll start with those guys first. 
Uh, yeah. Josh, you got the Discord pulled up, and you want to want to fire I the do. first one out? Yeah. So we got starting off with Babbling Monkey, one of our regulars. Yes, sir. Uh, he says Game Pass Ultimate. The library is great, and it works so well. The mobile app functions surprisingly well, and I've used it to remotely find and download games several times. Mm-hmm. That's a great feature. Absolutely. Uh, in full fairness, I'm not super familiar with PlayStation service, but from my limited exposure uh, plus feedback, uh, feedback I trust, I can't consider it over what it what I know is good. I know the Xbox library doesn't have quite the pedigree of PlayStation, but has a lot of promise coming in the next couple of years. Yeah, I can agree with that. I feel like, and uh, I feel like we've mentioned several times before, Xbox is library is getting stronger and stronger as well as as far as its exclusives go yeah it is it is definitely continuing to grow absolutely is um so the next one we have here uh utipia thanks for thanks for popping in Uh, we haven't heard from her in a little while so i appreciate her getting in there and saying hey for sure for sure join join the regulars utipia it's no problem uh if you guys aren't familiar with her that is uh that is katie from the circles and squares podcast so we we uh we love those guys over there. They do a great yeah, podcast. Also a fantastic podcast. Brother and sister podcast. They're very cool. Um, so she says, in a world where I can buy other games outside of a subscription, easily game pass. The price of variety is fantastic. If I could only play games on the subscription service, I might consider the PlayStation one to trade quantity for some exclusives, but it's a tough call. So she's kind of caught in the middle. She likes the idea of being able to buy things. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, she's, I think, I think honestly, if, if, if we had to say pick one, she, I think she would pick PS plus because it has more of the style of gaming. She would enjoy. That's fair. Yeah. It fits her a little bit more. <clears throat> yeah. Um, but she's also a big PC gamer. So it is a close call. Yeah, that's true. Uh, the, the fact that she could just pick out games from game pass and play them strictly on PC. Um, then, you know, that could sway someone who's heavy into PC for sure. Yeah. What do you got on the next one there? Yeah, Mitch chimes in. Uh, says, I'd have game, I'd have to say Game Pass, also just for the library of games it, it gives me on my PC. Mm-hmm. Since, since I own my favorite uh, Sony first party titles over the years, their newer premium subscription library doesn't give me a lot right now, besides right now outside of Stray. Mm-hmm. If Sony's service was the only access to play, uh, Sony first party titles, then I'd definitely pick them. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. I mean, Sony's first party titles are just, I mean, knock it out of the park almost every time. Um, but I kind of agree because the uh, only real way I've used my premium PS Plus is to download Stray, mm. <laughs> to be per- perfectly honest. Yeah. Uh, I should use it for more. Um Got on that Spider-Man train. So I've been, <laughs> I own a lot of those first party titles. So I get exactly where, where he's coming from. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, anybody who's been with PlayStation prior to this service may not feel the need, you know, to to really jump in and, and use it. Mm-hmm. You know, like, hey, eh, you know what? I got enough of them on disc or I've already downloaded them. Why do I need the service right now? Kind of thing. Um, yeah. Makes sense. Yeah. Makes total sense. Uh, one pin tones. He mentions uh, PSN says, I only have Nintendo subscription for nostalgic purposes, but would go with PlayStation all the way to their game quality or their game quality. 
says, I fell out of Microsoft after the 360, but would probably be all in if I didn't like PlayStation's first-party titles better. With their new subscription tiers, I think the only they're only going to get better. Um, I We're seeing a theme here. I mean, so far, we have Babylon Monkey. He's mentioned Game Pass, and it's kind of just, okay, he's not you know, really in the PlayStation world. So he's not familiar with it. That's totally on point. That makes sense. Yep. But the other three, three out of the four are like, hey, you know what? I'm, I'm probably gonna have to lean PlayStation. This is what it feels like because. I mean, Mez kind of kind of is both two in a way because uh-huh. he has the titles he's already looking for. But I kind of feel like if he didn't have those titles, he would have leaned into PlayStation also. Right. Or am I just reading that wrong? You think? I, I think I think you're correct. I think if PlayStation had the first party title availability that Game Pass has, I think that would sway a couple of our our submissions. Okay, I'm glad you said it I that way because that was going to be my point. Yeah, I think as is, people are picking Game Pass. Right. So what we're doing right now, and you you went right into it. And I didn't even have we didn't even script this, but <laughs> it's like. What we're what we're looking at right here, and I mean, we have a small audience, but we might as well say 75% of our audience, if they could get first party titles on PS Plus, they're in. Like that's the that's what they're going for. Yeah. The the yeah. fact that Sony does not offer that steers them a little bit off. It sways uh, them. Like, man. you know what Which, I mean? Yeah, incredibly validating for me personally because let's scroll back about three months into May when we're talking about the upcoming <laughs> upcoming PS plus. I'm like, if PS plus premium stuff is going to compete with game pass, they have to give day one first, like, you know, first party titles. And I, I laughed it which, off. Cause you were like uh, you Elden did. ring, Elden ring day one. <laughs> I, yeah. And no, I, wrong, I didn't though. blame you. I like, you were fully correct. It's I, I knew it wasn't going to happen, but to really make the difference, they're going to have to do that. And here it is in our audience yeah. showing that's that is what would make the difference for them. Yeah, that that's a huge factor. And I think that's really what gets Xbox. Um, I mean, other than one pin tones, which totally makes sense. He lost since 360. He's been out of Xbox for two generations. That makes yeah. total sense, you yeah. know, but we have the other guys going, wait a minute. Like I'm going to go with Xbox because I can play it on my PC and they're giving me day and date first party AAA titles. Why wouldn't I have this service? I know I'm going to get what I pay for out of it. And I'm going to love a lot of the stuff that's coming because I already know what it is. You know what I mean? I don't have to guess what they're going to yeah. give me. Right. Right. And you wouldn't have to do that with Sony either. If they just said, Hey, first party titles day one, you know, I think, it, I think even if they, if they said first party titles mm -hmm. in the first 30 days, I still think it would sway a lot of people to go to their service. You know what I mean? Yeah, if they only had to wait a month, even uh, I mean, a little bit stretched, but even a couple months, like I think people would sway. Yeah, and, and, and you know, that's something you can give to the customer. And, and it, I mean, I do that with like Disney Plus. Like I have Disney Plus because I know that the movies that launch are going to be on it 45 days later. Yes, yes. <laughs> so yes. I'm, yeah. I'm okay. You know what? A movie for me and my family is going to cost us $45. That's half a year of Disney plus. So one movie, if I can just watch it at home because I'm iffy on it, it's worth my whole subscription for half a year done and done and done, you know? <laughs> yeah. Not to mention 
the five dollar Twizzlers that's going to yes two bites <laughs> exactly. We're not even talking all the other sustenance they're going to need, right? <laughs> yeah. Right. And, and that, that goes with, with these services that we're talking about now as well, because if mm-hmm. Sony said, Hey, Ragnarok, if you want it day one for the hardcores, you can buy it. But for anybody who subscribes to our services, we're going to give it to you day 45, day 60, whatever. You're going to get those people to at least buy your service for that time frame, so that they can play it. So they're like, Oh, it's out in two months. Okay. Yeah. I don't have time right now. I have whatever going on. I have other games. I'll wait and do that and jump in for a month or two. And maybe they then get a fan. Maybe they're like, wow, this is way better than I thought. I'm glad I got it. And they stay, you know what I mean? But they go because of those first party yeah. titles. Exactly. And Sony has such killer first party titles and they know it, which is why they're milking us for all the money. They know know we're going to pay and I know I'm going to pay. Sure. Uh, But uh, I I mean, honestly, I need to explore PS Plus and stuff a little bit more, but that would definitely get me to do a lot more stuff. If they had those day one stuff, I would I wouldn't even question it. I just keep the subscription. Yeah, absolutely. Same. And, you know, like I always use numbers you know, to build most of my logic when it comes to like, why am I paying for a service? And like right now I am playing through Death Stranding and that's a $60 game if I go out to try and buy it right now. So I'm like, okay, Mm -hmm. that warrants me right now because of the PS Plus service that I ended up getting with was $10 a month for me. So that's that's half a year. If I I beat that game in half a year, I'm still breaking even. You know what I mean? So yeah, I know I can enjoy that as well as many other games with the service over that time frame. And I think that that's probably missed by a lot of other people or, you know, they're like, Hey, you know what? Like, I don't think so. I'm not going to pay 15 bucks a month or, you know, 10 or whatever, because I don't think I'm going to get what I you know want out of it. Um, and we've had that conversation before, you know, in the past, when we first started talking about game cat game pass coming out and how it was affecting, you know, the services and game sales, but I honestly don't think it affects it in a negative way. Um, similar to like you just said, like Sony's going to want you to pay up for those first party titles and I'm going to pay up for them. I'm getting Ragnarok day one and I'm still a PS plus subscriber. Right. So yeah, it's like, exactly. Maybe it comes to, you know, my console later, but I'm, I still want it day one because I'm that hardcore fan of that game and I'm going to give you my money. That's just, what's going to happen. Horizon is the same same way. Ghost of Tsushima is the same way. Like all of those day one i'm i'm going to stay with those franchise like until they die because i love them that much and i want to play them day one because i love them that much that's why i play games you know 100 <laughs> agree yeah so if i'm still dropping 200 dollars on video games because i mean three games at 70 bucks that's 210 dollars then i'm still going to feel fulfilled as long as i'm playing one or two of other games off of the service every year or every you know few months which you totally can do um mm-hmm. but i just think that the draw for playstation plus is lost because of those first tar- party titles not being there either early or day one in any fashion uh, they're just not fully, there fully agree and and that's that's a huge huge advantage and i mean i think a massive advantage for game pass yeah. um because PS Plus has like uh, a pretty decent advantage as far as um, older games. It's got a lot of the PS1, PS2, PS3 uh, titles. Plenty of those. But 
you know, if you're not into retro gaming, and I feel like that's not the majority, then it's not as big of a pull as I think Sony might think it is. I think it's amazing. They're keeping uh, their archive alive, and I think that's really important. Um, but if you're talking like, if you're just non-gamer parents of kids who want games, of course, you're thinking about how you can get the latest stuff for your kid the cheapest, right? Like, or right. at least the soonest. Uh, so, like, Game Pass makes it makes so much more sense for, like, a new coming market. Now, now if you are looking for those uh, older games and whatnot, uh, of course, PS Plus seems to have the stronger front. But I, I, I feel like you're not in the minority. I, I'm glad you're here, but I, <laughs> I feel like you're in the minority for that. Yeah, that's absolutely true. And I mean, while we're talking about those two big dogs, I mean, we have a third one in the in the ring with Nintendo. Um, what is what is the expansion pack doing for you personally, Josh? Like what what is its purpose for you as a gamer? Zelda. Zelda, <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah. I haven't touched it. Uh, I, honest, I, I've been play, I paid for that and I haven't really touched it much either. I got really excited to play Ocarina of Time and I did it. I played it. I beat it. Uh, no regrets, um, but I I have not touched it much since. I want to go play it back and play Majora's Mask because I love that game too. Um, I just feel like it's a slow trickle, kind of what Sony's doing, but even still slower. Like I feel like yes, they could be the library could be so much stronger, and they could be doing some more things. And they're starting to do more things with some of their more modern games, like the 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 map packs for mario kart 8 um but that's still yeah that was a day one release for the switch or at least close to it um, oh it was because that was a wii u game dude it was yeah because it's just eight, <laughs> eight deluxe and you got yeah. all the shit you had to unlock on the wii u right yeah um so they're doing some stuff i don't think they're doing enough like i don't disagree with people i don't think it's I mean, that worth it, but it has my all time favorite game on it. So for me, it is kind of worth it. Um, right. But I haven't gone back and used it since, since I beat the game like months ago. Uh, I don't think it's, it's not extraordinarily pricey. It's 50 bucks for the year, I believe, for the expansion pack. Is it still 20 for the base? Yeah, I'm looking those, right. looking those up now. Yeah, it's so 12 months is 20. $20 for okay. the expansion part of it. Um, so then you're still, you pay $3.99 a month or $8 for three months or $20 a year. Um, but that's on top of $50. So it's like a total of $70 a year. So you're a little over, you know, what, $5 a month? I don't think it's worth $5 a month. I'm going to be honest with you. Uh, I want it because that's, Pretty much, uh, at least at this point in time, my only access to like my favorite nostalgic game. <clears throat> so I'll, yeah. I'll keep it for that. And I want to play uh, Majora's Mask, like I said. Um, also one of my all-time favorite nostalgic games. But until that library becomes significantly bigger, like their NES and SNES selections, I really don't think it's worth your money like it is the other two big services. I have a really strange comparison for Nintendo online laid on me and why and why like it's just OK with me. <laughs> and, is it worth it? I'm going to agree with you. Yeah, no, not really. 
You know, it, it, it's, mm -hmm. it needs, mm -hmm. it needs more. I, I love that it has NES. I love that it has Super NES N64 stuff's on there now. And, you know, it, the Sega stuff is on there as well. And the expansion stuff is cool for Mario Kart. But I look at it like this for me. This is, this is how Nintendo is in my brain. So first comparison, only comparison, I pay $4 a month for my security doorbell at the front of my house. Okay. Now that's only there when I need it. Right. That, that's okay. the only re the only reason I pay $4 a month is so I can access it if there's a burglar or if something dumb happens or, you know, I need proof of something. Right. Sure. So, yeah, I pay four bucks a month for that. I pay $5 a month for Nintendo. So when I get the hanker for Nintendo game, it's there when I need it. Like, it's just there. It's it's always there in the background. That's really fair. Yeah, that, that's yeah. just for me, man. Like, that's how my brain looks at it. It's like, you know what? I couldn't tell you how many times I've been, you know, earlier, obviously, I talking about, you know, the Steam Deck and, you know, how I'm running games and stuff on that. But there are benefits to having the Switch with all the games on it. One of the biggest one is battery life. You know, I can play games much longer on the Switch than I can the Steam Deck. But obviously convenience is part of it. So I almost kind of look at it as just sort of like a convenience fee I'm paying. <laughs> you know, I'm not paying for the content. <laughs> um, sure, it sounds sure. kind of dumb, but it, it's not as expensive as the other services. It doesn't have this like plethora of like, really graphically advanced titles or anything like that. It's literally driven from nostalgia. Like people pick it up for me, but I think I'm oh, not alone. Here. Yeah. See, right. Yeah. And I, and I don't think we are alone. I think there's several other people out there who pick up Nintendo's online service because they're like, Oh, I loved playing these games as a kid. I want to play them with my kids or, you know, whatever the case is. I just love these games in general. They're my favorite. Yeah. And yeah. I want to play them whenever I have a minute. And instead of having to sign back up for the service and do that time and all that kind of stuff, you know, like you're just like, I just want to pick it up. And yeah, play. exactly. Because at, at that moment, you're like, oh, I really want to play a link to the past. I'm going to pay five bucks to play it twice, you know? Right. And exactly. I, and I would probably play it twice, but I mean, or, you know, take the time to really do it. That's a decent point. Right? It's almost like a convenience fee if, if you're into those older games or you grew up with those games or anything like that. Right, exactly. And I mean, it does have a good amount of titles on it and there's plenty to choose from. There's plenty to hit the nostalgic button for whoever, mm -hmm. but that's that's more the service I see Nintendo putting it out for anyway. I don't think they're, I don't even think they're going for quantity, honestly. Um, their quality's fine. It's not great, yeah. but their quantity is honestly kind of low as well. Um, it is. And which I think the base online is great. I think 20 bucks for you know the year, I think mm. you're getting a lot of value. When you upgrade, you you need to be a fan of Animal Crossing. You gotta own Mario Kart 8. Yeah. You gotta really want those Sega and N64 games. Because there's right. not that many of them. No, there's really not. Um, I'm counting two, four, six, eight, ten, twelve, fourteen, sixteen, nineteen, uh, sixty-four games. There'll be twenty soon with Wave Race coming on the nineteenth. But uh which just came, I guess, by the time you're listening to this, it should be out. But uh, yeah, there, there's only 1964 games on it, or soon to be 20. But yeah, it's just it's just a small, like, okay, you know what, I'll, I'm not missing that five bucks or whatever it is a month. But 
Yeah. Boy, when I get when I get to play that game and I get that feeling and I'm in that mood, it's totally worth that five bucks a month. And it all syncs <laughs> up, and you're like, man, I would have paid twenty dollars for this experience. You <laughs> <Right>. know, <laughs> exactly. Yes. Uh, yes. Yeah. What would really do it for me is that they start adding like Game Boy and Game Boy Color games to, to absolutely. The yeah. I think that would make it worth it because I own Pokemon Yellow. I swear, like four different versions. Or <laughs> two that I could think about that might happen. I'm sure I've tried it other ways, uh, but I would pay it. I would play it on the Switch too. Like, let me have my modern console. I don't have to dig up my 3DS or my Game Boy Color, right? Where I, where I know I own it, um, and just let me grab it on what I have super readily available. Yep, exactly. And it's there to do it, and maybe we'll get that in the future. Um, Maybe we'll get it without a cost increase. That would be great. Um, Cause then that would just make it more relevant and they can't, more... they cannot increase that cost. I agree. For, yeah. They can't agree. do it for a long time. They've done it now. They need to at least release like a system or two worth of games still yeah. before they do another one. And to get into it now to get in the next part of this is so the ability to play online, Nintendo is as far as with friends, multiplayer, Nintendo is the worst. They don't have a built-in system to chat with. Uh, a lot of people have to use their phones or, you know, Discord. Uh -huh. So, yeah, they if they're going to do anything next, I would say do that next. And then, you know, because then you're kind of you're kind of future proofing your your service because people want to play your games sure, online. Sure. And, you know, they'd love to just plug a headset into their switch and be able to talk to their pals. But you know, something like that needs to be implemented to where it functions flawlessly and just one concise, I'm playing a game and I'm talking to my buddy and I don't have to do a bunch of other steps. Um, yeah. I, I honestly play with friends occasionally and I just, I don't even talk. Like it's, we'll text each other once in a while while we're playing, like in the middle of a match loading or something, <laughs> like, like give each other shit or something, you know, but there's uh, no there's no talking. Uh, recently, we did do like a discord like group chat, you know, through discord just while we were playing because it's like yeah, the only other way yeah. to do it. That's just silly this day and age that Nintendo doesn't have that. And the services from PlayStation and I Xbox, know. they I encompass know. that. Right. It's built in. Yeah. Yeah. Started that way. You know, that's how it began. They knew and it we works need... pretty well. Yeah, yeah it really does. Um, Xbox started it out and everybody else kind of followed suit. And Nintendo's like, well, we're kind of lost, um, but we're going to make this Wii console <laughs> and uh, buy us some time. <laughs> and then they still didn't get too far. Yeah, it did buy them a lot of time. They made it so did. much money off of it. It did. So um, speaking of like, you know, encompassing all that, like we just mentioned, out of out of just the pricing and the cost of something, what would you what would you deem a winner in your eyes out of the three if we just chose these three to talk about? Mm. Even though even with my lack of use and now a decent amount of time to uh, subscribed, I think Game Pass. I think you, it's hard to beat the value of day one releases of new games. Yeah, like I, I think that Sony's backlog is great or, you know, their older games released is awesome. And there's a ton of them out there. Um, but just the value of having a day one release for a service you're already paying for. Yeah. I mean, I don't know how you win over that. 
I yeah, I, I don't. It's fifteen bucks a month, especially especially for a newcomer to a console. If you've been out for a while or you saved up and you know five hundred dollars was real expensive for you, I mean that's that's no small penny. I'm not making money, but anyway. no, no joke. <laughs> um, and then you're like, I could pay you know two hundred dollars for like you know three or four games, or I could pay fifteen dollars and have day one releases. Like I couldn't wait to play Halo and I bought it the month the Halo came out and now I'm paying $15 for like a $60 to $70 game and now yeah. I'm winning at gaming. Right, you know? exactly. I it I would like because I I play Sony stuff way more. Uh, I've been hooked on my PlayStation 5 for the past like eight months since I've been playing God of War. It's been Sony exclusive after exclusive. <laughs> uh, Elden, Ring, Elden Ring aside, please don't think that was ex uh, exclusive. Um, right. But I mean, if it had the same feature, I would say for me, it would be PS Plus. But because Game Pass has day one releases, that's an extra $70 you don't have to pay. Right. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I would agree. I mean, as far as the price goes, I know I know technically I am paying more for my Game Pass than I am on my PS Plus, but it's the content and it's okay with me that I'm paying five dollars more for PS or for, for Game Pass for $14.99 over $9.99. Um I day one releases are what I would say are worth it. Like that's worth the little bit more money. Because I'm getting so many more games right out of the gate. And even if there's like dry patches, that's okay. You know, like I'm still going to be able to play other games yeah. that I may not have played before. And I mean, PS Plus is still great for, for dry passes. But like if you're on a budget and you're like, I really shouldn't spend $70 on something right now because I'm already paying. I mean, it could be also because you're already paying for a subscription service to play yeah. other stuff. You don't have to care if you have Game Pass, man. It's just right, right. <laughs> yeah, I think that's the huge. I think that's the <clears throat> biggest difference. I think that's the the biggest selling point for Game Pass. And unless Sony or Nintendo decides to release even more of its astronomical classics to not try to milk those games for more money, like Nintendo is want to do. Yeah, uh, I, uh, I love Nintendo, but come on, man. Right. Uh, but I mean, especially Sony, if they want to compete directly. Like really go head to head, they, like I said in like May, they have to do big titles. They do. I don't, they I don't absolutely know what do. Contracts they have with their highly curated developers, uh, but if they could get them on board with something like that. I think I don't know if someone would pull ahead, but they'd at least be equal. Right, right. It would be a tougher choice, and I mean even at the pricing. Um, if I didn't have the discounted pricing through Sony and it was 18 bucks a month and it was more expensive, I mean, game pass still would win because obviously then it's cheaper. Um, yeah. so it's not really just about the pricing for me. It's about the content. So I think, yeah, overall value for pricing. Yeah. Game pass wins, uh, for the pair of us, obviously, um, streaming wise, uh, being the next piece of it, like, have you streamed much at all of, of like anything like to your phone? I I now I should. Um I haven't though. I haven't played a stream too much. I have the internet capacity to do it. The most I've done with my phone is I've done a little bit of remote play 
uh, when I had my <laughs> couple weeks off between between I quit one job and started another job to like play uh, Slay the Spire at like midnight Yeah. while my wife is sleeping <laughs> <laughs> so All right. she can go to work the next day. Yeah. Uh, but that's about all I've done for any sort of like Yeah. phone to console. I haven't really tried streaming too much. Right, right. Yeah, that that was one of the things I did kind of focus on. I mentioned it earlier, you know, talking about Batman and stuff, but I've I've played several games on PlayStation and um just streamed them just to see what would happen. Uh, I like I like the idea of streaming a whole lot because you don't have to install anything. It's so much faster. You're saving space. Yeah, You, you yeah. know, you don't have to buy upgraded hard drives or anything like that, but um, it's still not at the point where either one of these, it's not really at the point where you can play them and feel like, you know, it's perfect and it's downloaded, you know, and you can pretend it is, but it's not downloaded. Uh
don't have to install it. You click the button, you wait like 30 seconds, the game finds the server, loads, and you're playing. Um, yeah. And I mean, even with that fast internet speed, you're still saving like 15, 20 minutes of downloading time. And I mean, as far as the the game library goes, I mean, we're talking like 700 games versus like That's 400. A That's a lot yeah. of games. That's a lot of games. Um. So there's always really going to be something out there you wanted to try, I would imagine, on PlayStation. Uh, uh-huh. Uh-huh. Not to say there's not on Xbox, but there's so many more. I mean, and it's always it's usually always in the numbers. Um, but I'm going to I'm going to have to say, man, for me, it's it's the curated. I know I'm going to find more games that I'm probably going to be more interested in on Game Pass sort of story here. Uh, like, it, yeah. Yeah, they they just are picking games that are either intriguing or they're putting advertising behind it or, you know, they're triple A titles and you're just going to jump into them. That's fair. That's fair. So I kind of feel like on on that spectrum, like, you know, Game Pass is probably going to win for me because I'm going to be able to find more games that I think are going to be on the level of I consider worth more my time or my money. You know what I mean? Sure, sure. Or I haven't played. That's the other part that I haven't played them. I have played yeah. so many Sony games and have so many Sony games <laughs> that makes it kind of rough uh, yeah. to be like, oh, that's worth it. Well, wait a minute. I've already played, you know, a couple hundred of these, which I'm probably in that boat. If I had to sit down and and actually make a tally list, I'd probably be a couple hundred of the games right, on there I've done. Right. Yeah. I mean, as far as the variety goes. Uh, man, I've been so weak on using the services I'm paying for. But what I have when I have used them has been for like indie games. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I feel like I guess I don't know which PS Plus is always building their library. So it's it's a little bit harder to judge. But I feel like as far as like just instant availability, I think Game Pass kind of wins out because I still want to go back and play Tunic. Um, and so mm-hmm. I'm living on Sony, Sony AAA Island for like, a while <laughs> or a, a, a long while just just how the games laid out for me uh when they came along yep um but when i when i have found myself using my subscription services it's been for indie games it's been for the gunk it's been for like at least wanting to play stray uh or not stray sorry i stray being another indie game i've played recently right and wanting to play tunic and whatnot so that might be where like a lot of the smaller games i know aren't going to be long experiences that might be where my subscription services really play into so as far as the selection goes i don't know which one's stronger on an indie based level but that's where i would lean probably yeah it makes sense um i i do find myself honestly using these services for more of the triple a stuff or sorry for more of the indie stuff than the triple a because okay, okay, I I kind of want to dabble around. Like I want to see like like boyfriend dungeon. We talked about that leaving, you know. And I checked it yeah. out, you know. And yeah. it, it's kooky and crazy and just very very strange and weird and not my kind of game. But that's okay, you know. It's like I got to check it out on here, and yeah, that's why I paid for that service. And now I know. But there's just so many indie games that are amazing out there that don't always I get know. their chance, which we, we did a great show on that. If you guys check back on our stray review inside of that stray review episode, if you guys didn't check it out, we do get some really good indie titles listed off by our loud crowd and us 
that are great. Yeah. Uh, they're all on my yeah. wish list now. <laughs> I think they were all like under 20 bucks or something. They were all like super cheap. Yeah, they were. Great and, you know, so, so many indie titles that I just don't expect to be anything turn out to be like, wow, these are like really good. Like they have a decent story. The gameplay, you know, is great. You know, that looks pretty, you know, there's, there's all those things going on. So they're kind of like that sort of thing for me. Um, I don't always have to have a triple a title to feel like I'm getting my money's worth out of it. And, you know, I'm playing a few indie titles every couple of weeks, honestly. Um, like right now I'm, I'm going through teardown on, uh, which has steam deck, but, uh, it's still, yeah, you know, yeah. it was an indie game made by one guy. So it's like, man, I'm, I'm going to check it out and I'll play it. Um, I, I checked out spirit fairer, which was one that was mentioned from our nice. previous episode. Super cool. I'm down to get that one as well. Um, but you know, I just got to kind of pick and choose them as I can go. And yeah, maybe, maybe sometime we'll do, we'll do an episode about that. Like, you know, best underrated indie titles on game pass or on playstation you know what i mean and just go through that because that's where i my for the for the episode we did mine was from game pass that's i just chose some cool looking art i was like oh this looks cool and then it's this cool (laughs) indie game you know yeah but but i think that i think that's an under uh, maybe like not as thought of or you know underappreciated maybe is what i want to say part about the services that isn't really discussed. Like, you know, you can yeah, check out a lot yeah. of things that you would never have checked out otherwise and maybe become a huge fan of them. Like the artful escape I played last year, loved it. You know, uh-huh. it was, yeah. it was in yeah. game of the year for us, you know, it was in our episode and I, I'm going to remember that. I'm going to hang on to that game for a long time in my mind. Cause it was just a great experience. It was a little four or five hour indie game. Yeah. Yeah. So just little diamonds in a rough and things like that can occur. But yeah, I, I just think overall just Xbox has the library that's more form factored for the audience that they have and gamers Mm -hmm. in general. Mm -hmm. I think they're, I think they're literally like, they just have the arrow pointed right at the gamer. Like they know what they're looking for and they're just always following you. Yeah. Yeah. They've been in it for a while now and they're (laughs) apparently their market research has been just give those guys a raise. Right. And yeah, they're doing their job. <laughs> they they're not slacking. They're not slacking at all. No, so no. I I guess for us here uh on the show, we're probably gonna have to lean in that Game Pass would be our winner overall if we had to pick a winner of the yeah, three. Yeah, which yeah. Yeah, and being almost like exclusively like Sony for a while, I would still like if I were getting back into gaming at this point, I would buy a Series X and Game Pass. Right. That's how it is. Right. And I mean, like one pin tone said on Discord is like he's been out of three out of Xbox since 360. But if he jumped back in, it's a great time to jump back in because you have so much at your disposal yeah. for you know, under $10 if you want to go with non-ultimate and just play them on the console with no streaming option. whoop de doo You know, you can still play all yeah. the games. That's how it works. Ton of games. Yeah. Yes. And I mean, like we talked about, Nintendo and Sony are, I think, doing some things that are going to be, you know, 
a learning curve. They're going to learn from whatever they're doing. Uh Um, But I just, I think Nintendo's a little out of touch if I had to say so. And they are going to say at least Sony's adding games to the library, like weekly by almost like maybe more bi-weekly, but like it's Mm -hmm. frequently I've been noticing updates to their list frequently. Right. Nintendo. Not at all. I think you nailed it on the head when it said they're a little out of touch. I think people want to pay for like 12 games. Right. Yeah. Exactly. And I mean, for Sony, for me, like if I had to label them anything, I'd say like they're probably a little on the greedy side. Maybe their business model hasn't caught up to the you know same as Microsoft, because obviously Microsoft uh-huh. has all the money when it comes to this sort of thing. Um, right. So right. so they, they can lose they more. They they just they've won more. So therefore they can lose more yeah, before there's their an margins issue, can know? be thinner because I think they have just better quantity. Yeah. 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 But Sony, if you're out there trying to block people from putting games on game pass, that's just, that's dog ugly, man. You got to quit that. That's just ridiculous. Yeah. yeah. That's ridiculous. Just build more PS fives. I mean, you have a consumer yep. base. That's right. You do. You absolutely do. And throw in a 60 day. Hey, after 60 days, where you'll have day one titles, you know, that they'll just be 60 days in. That's it. Like we're going to give you triple A first parties in 60 days. Done. Yeah. That's it. It's that simple. At least for us here on the show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't yeah. think there's we're alone. Wait for it, and there's games I know I won't wait for. Like God of War. I ain't waiting for it. Pre order mm. it. That is right. Too bad the the Odenheim uh, one is out right now or whatever sucks, but whatever. Uh, Yeah. Well, that is it for this episode. We are going to get out of here for this week and we will be back next week for some more chatting. Once again, we appreciate everybody chiming in on discord, having some chatting with us. Have a good time. Yeah. Some new ones in, maybe get some new regulars going. That'll be fun. That's always a good time. Yeah. All right. Well, I think we're out of here, Josh. Anything you got left to say? Yeah, I think we got it. We covered it. Game Pass wins. Game Pass wins. Go sign up. Enjoy yourselves. I don't think you'd regret it one bit. Until next week, game on. Volume up. And stay loud. Email, follow, watch, and listen to all of our content by visiting loudthumbs.com. And join the loud crowd. To help us grow the show, you can leave an Apple podcast review or give us a Spotify star rating. It really helps us stand out. Thank you to our Patreon subscribers, Caleb Lynch, Brian Coger, Holden Moffat, Zach Mezra, SirsFurniture.com. If you would like to become a patron, visit patreon.com slash loudthumbs.